you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Happy holidays and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Denise Salcedo. On today's episode, Thunder Rosa and I deep dive into NXT. Is Ilya Dragunov all right? Is this injury for real? Also, Thunder and I preview the heated Continental Classic matches happening tonight on AEW Dynamite right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We got to get into NXT because things went down last night that had a lot of people talking and I can't wait to break it all down. So let's get this going. I want to start things off with the hot topic of NXT from last night, and that is Ilya Dragunov and Ridge Holland. So I want to start off because we had this like promo where Ilya goes out there and he's, you know, doing his bit. He's talking about how he got dragged into this story with Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. And he's talking about the championship. And then suddenly he's interrupted by Ridge Holland. And Ridge Holland reveals that he is now an NXT superstar and he's there to redeem himself and be, you know, change things for himself, rewrite his history. And he challenges Ilya Dragunov. He wants the title. And Ilya tells him, all right, fine. Let's find out what kind of a man you are. And we end up seeing this match in the main event of NXT. And during this, they run this angle where Ilya Dragunov is said to land on his head. And so thus for hurting his, uh, hurting his neck, that's kind of the, the angle that they're running here. And this turned out to be controversial for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, of course, a lot of people in the audience thought this was like legit, like people didn't know that this was an angle because you were seeing it on social media thunder, like people legitimately putting this out there. Of course, once you see the video, you know, it's an angle and whatnot, but then the other thing that's controversial about this is that Ridge Holland was the one that injured Big E, thus mm -hmm. taking him out of action for, you know, for now, God, it's been a really long time that Big E's been out of action. So it was an angle that, you know, has some people a little bit on the fence about. How'd you feel about it? Uh, first of all, I did not know it. I did not know it was an angle. I watched the ending like three times this morning. Because there was a very particular way where Ilya had his hand up like he really like like rigor mortis kind of style. <laughs> he would not move. 
So it was intense. If that's that's the angle, like he did a great job being an actor and like really putting himself like as he is injured. Uh, the second part, which, you know, when you have to run angles and where they're very close to reality, uh, his opponent, of course, as you mentioned, uh, was the one who was in the ring with Big E. And that's when he got hurt and he got hurt fairly bad in the point where it's an ending career injury. So I was reading the comments on Twitter this morning, or I'm sorry, X this morning. And I was like, holy crap. Like it got intense because people were like calling him all kinds of stuff. Probably he's receiving death threats. Who knows? Uh, so it's like when you run those angles, uh, you run into something, uh, you know, for the person that has been uh, accused of being unsafe or accused of not knowing what they do to like continue to like make that uh, those comments over and over again. And I know that when he came and cut that promo was saying that he wants to rewrite his story and then it's just like it repeats again. I mean, I get it. it I, I get it. They're trying to do something controversial. But at the same time, when you are on the other side of the coin, it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks because you got to let it play. And hopefully, like, I, again, it's an angle. I, again, I still I, I still feel like it's real to me, damn it. Um, <laughs> it was real to me. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, is this real? Like, is, like, is he really hurt? Because I'm, I'm all about every now, every time somebody gets hurt or is an angle, I'm like, I'm always concerned. I'm always, always concerned. You know, but it's, it was just like, well, it's going to be kind of, it's going to be tougher for homeboy because you have to like, it's not that you have to hear the comments, but I know you're going to get heat. But some of the stuff that is being said is just horrible, horrible. So if this angle, if it was the angle, great job. You guys did an amazing job. The way you set it up, that DDT looked absolutely nasty because it was a reversal of a so it seems like he was going to do a brain buster. Then he reversed it into a, a guillotine. And then from the guillotine, he, he reversed it into the DDT. And there was no hands put on the mat. So that made me think that it was a real thing, not an angle. And so when they did, I actually did like that they ended up doing it with a DDT because I feel that kind of took people a little bit more so by surprise and thus for like really buying into it. But you're right, though, when it comes to this, because here's the thing, like point blank, I, I'm pretty sure they had Ridge Holland do this angle because of what went down with Big E. But at the same time, I feel this angle would have been a lot better. Like if they were going to run it right, fine, yeah. run it. But I think it would have been a lot better had it not been Ridge Holland just because, again, of that controversy. And like you mentioned, on social media, there are going to be people that really kind of take things to another level. And there's going to be people that write him nasty messages and say all of these terrible things, not really being able to like distinguish the two things between the Ilya situation and the Big E situation. And even with the Big E situation, Thunder, uh, you know, obviously you're the pro wrestler here. You know that each and every single time that you get into the ring, you are putting your life in the hands of the other person that you're in there with and vice versa. They're putting their hands, uh, you know, their life in your hands yes. and you if there's a possibility that you hurt someone 
you know, obviously accidentally, because I don't, I don't think that anyone's going to go in and try to purposely harm somebody, but yes. it does suck though. Even if you do accidentally hurt someone that all of a sudden you got a flood of people coming in and being like F you or whatever it is that people are saying on the internet, because you, I can only imagine you're already feeling this tremendous amount of guilt where you're like, Oh my God, I really did not want to do this to somebody. Yes. And, and going back to what you were saying, I'm just going back on the comments right now. And everybody agrees with you. Horrible, horrible idea to do this with Ridge. Maybe guess, maybe there's going to be a payoff for this. A huge payoff in, in where, well, Rich doesn't really have a, unless I already have a saying on creative. <laughs> you know? and, but I hope, I really do hope that Rich has a big payoff for this specific storyline. Because again, uh, he's been trying to walk away from that instance and in where, as you mentioned, it was an accident. It wasn't something that he was like, oh, I'm just going to uh, throw B.E. He can die for what I care. No, it was an accident and accidents happen when you're in the ring. But again, for me personally, um, there are certain things that they have to have a big payoff. And I think you have to be inwritten and you have to sign it with blood that is going to happen because, you know, uh, Wrestling is always, you know, card is always subject to change and and storylines are always subject to change. But when you're playing with fire like this, with someone that already has a bad track record, quote unquote, um, it, it's going to be difficult because if they, you know, uh, label him as an unsafe worker and then they do this and it turned out to be true, then what, what else are they going to do? Right. And I do get why NXT decided to do Ridge Holland. Obviously, if they were really going to try to sell this angle. Of course, they were going to pick Ridge Holland. So I do get why they chose him from like a creative side. And so I really do think that everybody is, you know, able to decide whether or not how they feel about this angle. Right. Because regardless, I, I, I did like what went down, but it was just more so of like, ooh, should it have been Ridge Holland? I don't know if it should have been Ridge Holland. Uh. NXT's trying to think outside the box. This one, obviously, sometimes certain storylines toe the line, right? Of yeah, but right but and I wrong. Think, but you know what? I think uh, just in, in general, WWE is taking that real issues that happened in the past, and they're they're making them into a storyline that's happening on Raw with Becky and Nia, and then Seth and CM Punk. Now they decided to like take on Rich and his situation as being in uh, I don't want to use that word I'm like I feel so I was just like it hurts me to say that uh unsafe you know or you know it's just because now people are saying that and that's why people are and the fact that people are feeling the way that I'm feeling it, I mean it, it is emoting an emotion it could be positive or negative and people are going to talk about this is specific thing because they love the champion. They love how good he is. And now he's at halt because he got hurt, quote unquote. So uh, Rich looked really, I, I like both. This angle was definitely, let's let's move into the positive part. Um, Ilya, oh my God, what an actor. He deserves an Oscar, an Emmy, uh, <laughs> a busty for that, for that matter. And, and Rich, he like really playing into like, oh crap, I fucked up again. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. So it really, it was played off perfectly. I, like I said, they took their time with, you know, bringing the, the stretcher and putting the neck thing and, and like Ilya's hand, his freaking hand freaked me out. Like, that's why I was so concerned. I was like, oh man, come on, man. Like, 
not again. Um, and I know I'm pretty sure people that have followed Rich feel the same way. I was like, poor guy. He is back on the doghouse. Yeah, he sold it really. Both guys sold it very, very well. Like Rich Holland with those facial expressions, uh, Ilya Dragunov just like, you know, there on the floor. Uh, it was definitely, uh, they did a good job of making it very intense and making everybody, and they did a good job even just showing like the audience and the crowd with the with the reactions of like, oh my God, you know, everybody had a very serious look on their face. So that definitely went, uh, you know, over the way that they uh, probably wanted it to. And that's the thing though, I do want to take a second because Ridge Holland, he's got a very great look. I think that, you know, aside from some, you know, aside from what happened with Biggie, I do think that he's good in the ring. I love the work that he's done. And so I do think that this chance that he has here at NXT, I do think that they can make something real cool out of Ridge Holland. I don't know, again, if this was the right way to go, but hey man, you know what though? Thunder, here's the thing. We're talking about it. If if that's a pro, I don't know. Maybe throw it in there as a pro. But I can tell you, if there is not a good payoff for Ridge, this is very, this is very risky for his reputation. Yes. Regardless if it's if it's a gimmick or not, or it's you know it's a work, brother, or not. It's when people call you certain things, doesn't it doesn't go away? It just doesn't. There is always a a hole that will make sure. That if you put, I am with my grandma, she's about to die. They will call you that name, that pronoun, like that noun. I was just like, oh my God, are you freaking serious? Are you freaking serious? I'm talking about my grandmother. This has nothing to do with the other stuff. The other stuff, like chill. You're full of chill. Like, That's social media, as we no, all know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 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 just that. And um I'm hoping I'm hoping this like unravels in a way with Rich like really like cuts a badass promo and then he has a badass match and she he's just redeems himself and then Ilya just takes the the thing and was like I play you all you stupid fools you know some some stuff like that I don't know but uh or like he says Ilya says that he play with with Rich and he just wanted to like make him suffer I because again this match was kind of like okay, well, you get a championship match because they could have promo before the show. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe he's playing him or something. I don't know. I am. I'm not the most uh, greatest writer, but I, like I said, I really do hope that this has a pay, pay off because if it doesn't, I'm just going to agree with what the Twitters are saying. It's stupid. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. We gotta get into the implications of Elia injury angle that they're running because we were talking about it from the Ridge Holland standpoint. We've talked about it from all of that. But what does this mean for the storyline? Because keep in mind that at New Year's Evil, we're supposed to be seeing Trick Williams versus Elia Dragunov for the NXT Championship. So what does this mean? Do you think we're still going to see this match, Thunder? Nah. I don't know. Really? Nah. I mean, if it's a storyline, how is he going to, like, how is he going to, with a broken neck? So here's my theory on this. 
And I think had, and I think had commentary taken a second to maybe bring this up as a possibility. I think that it would have given them the room to still basically give time to tell this actual story and let it play out and also let the match occur as it is. So I think had commentary been like, you know, we know that this is a, you know, a, a, a dangerous sport. Like in all sports, sometimes athletes suffer stingers. I think had they mentioned the possibility of Ilya Dragunov having a stinger, that could have been the easy answer for one, doing this angle, and two, still explaining why he can come back and wrestle and have this match at New Year's Evil against Trick Williams. Because if you have a stinger, you're not going to be, you know, gone for a very long time. It's not as extreme as obviously breaking your neck. So for that reason, I wish that they would have kind of played up that portion of it just so that people can be you know, not really not expecting this match not to happen. I do think that this match with Trick Williams is still going to happen. And they're probably going to do a thing where Ilya Dragunov comes through and then everyone's like, oh my God, that's the kind of man he is. That's the kind of champion he is. That he's willing to uh, still put his body on the line to defend his NXT championship because he's the Mad Dragon. Something along those lines. Mm. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can go for... um you know, Hayes and uh, his partner to like do something. Cause I know that we're like, oh yeah, let me, let me go in with you. We can do a three way. And he's like, no man, I got to find my own fight. This is my time. This is not your time. Right. What if they develop that? If in case uh, Ilya can wrestle and like, we can, you know, really there's a real split. And, and now like, I mean, they can extend it. I mean, there's a couple ways that they can go about it, especially if there's not going to be a chance because he's not, uh, physically ready to wrestle so i don't know i have a feeling we are gonna see the match i don't feel like they've ever done a situation where at least that i can remember from nxt where they said they were going to do a match and then they didn't do the match it's, like sorry, i can't so think of anything that's happened recently what if they change things that around remember wrestling is subject to change the cards of course change. of course I mean, I, I guess they can like they can make some of the stories more in depth in, in terms of to see where Ilya's story is gonna go if it's gonna be an injury angle, because it, they're so close for that, uh, big, big show for the one is what two weeks two weeks yeah pretty much. Mm. I still think the match is happening. I feel like that's the direction they're probably going to go in. As in, damn, look at him. He's our champion. And he's still going to go out there and have this match and trick William. So I don't know. They're going to tell something along those lines. That's kind of what I'm predicting here. I mean, I definitely they have to set it up next week. Uh, Ilya will have to come and cut a promo, explain what the situation is, say that he's still going to fight because, like you said, he's the champion. He's a fighting champion. He doesn't let any injuries stop him. Like he will like leave his body and everything. And, you know, even if he can't walk the next day and forever and ever and ever, he's going to defend the championship and continue to be the champion. I think that will, that will have to set it up that way and explain what happened. Like, you know, do the whole package and stuff. But if, it, if, if it's a, a real thing, I will have to say that they will have to move into like making the other story bigger. And like, how are you going to bring Rich into this storyline? Again, it's just like you can't leave the other dude behind because that's, I, I don't know. There's like four different ways that you can take it. 
there definitely is. You're right on that. And we still have the whole portion with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And like you mentioned, there was this backstage angle where Carmelo Hayes was sort of being this like not he hasn't been a great friend, right? We've a lot of people have been seeing through his BS. And this in particular, he was being this very manipulative friend by trying to get himself involved in this match. Keep in mind that Trick Williams qualified for the Iron Survivor, went into the Iron Survivor match and won. And, you know, he had this moment where it looks like he wasn't going to win, but he ended up pulling through. He ended up getting the falls that he needed to come through, defeat four other guys to earn this match against Ilya Dragunov. And Carmelo Hayes comes in and is like, hey, we should make this a triple threat. Uh, that was kind of, a, he had a lot of nerve, I would say, Carmelo Hayes for doing that because Ilya, uh, excuse me, Trick Williams is telling him like, no, I, I worked for this. And Carmelo is trying to make it seem like as long as one of them has the championship that it's okay because they're friends. And Trick Williams basically says, no, it's not okay. And I agree with Trick Williams, of course. I know plenty of people, plenty of people that will do that, that they're friends, quote unquote, at are champions and they just put themselves in the picture easily no problem because they don't they don't feel that's that's wrong I feel like Carmelo Hayes has a big problem because I don't think he he thought the trick was gonna be as over as he is now I will say because Carmelo was always and is always on the front runner and everything on promotional stuff or in, you know you name it he's he's always out there he's like a NXT superstar, but Trick on his own has become and is becoming a bigger star, especially in NXT. So it is great that they're playing with that dynamic because it's it, it happens sometimes in where people are tag team partners and one of them gets over more than the other and the other was over than the other and then it's jealousy. So, I, I mean, of course, Carmelo wants a spot and he doesn't want to he doesn't feel like he has to work for it because of who he is. But again, Trick, he continuously had to prove himself as, you know, a start alone and he has to fight for his spot. And I'm, I'm glad that um, in that interaction that he really spoke for himself and he didn't shy away to say, no, man, we're friends. We should do this. I was like, no, this is my time. I, it is OK to be a little overjealous when it's your time. And said, no, I want to do it alone. I want to have this opportunity. Let me let me enjoy this for a moment. Right. But but that's what I'm saying is like if Ilya is not going to be ready to to wrestle, maybe they can change the rules and they will have to wrestle a one on one Carmelo against Trick. And then whoever's the winner goes for the championship and then like. Carmelo wins and he's like, ha, I told you I'm still going to be a champion. You know, it's just like, you still like gets get, he, and that way he will get his way. And then that will create a, a even uh, bigger uh, division between both of them. I don't know. I'm just, you know, speculating. Right. Right. I, you know what? I can see a situation like that play out with what you said about instead of doing trick and Elia, all of a sudden you see Carmelo Hayes and trick Williams vying for that spot. 
and they would it, it would be something that were, it would finally be that moment where you realize that Carmelo Hayes was the guy that you thought he was all along which was essentially a backstabbing friend so it would finally be like the official confirmation of that but for you Thunder how have you felt because this has been like weeks now or may god even months I, I lost track of the time but what have you felt about the way that they have played this story out between Trick and Carmelo? Because we all know that Trick was, you know, he was his buddy, right? He was there. He was supporting him. And he finally tells Carmelo, like, hey, I want to break off and kind of do my own thing. I don't want to be in your shadows anymore. And he's been going about it, doing the thing. He's gotten over. And it's not looking like Carmelo Hayes is too in love with that whole concept. So how have you felt about the storyline? It's. It's a natural storyline. There's a lot of tag teams that um, at, a, at one point, one way or another, they end up splitting. They can either split in the nice way and we're like they're both friends and then, you know, they go about their business or it could be on this one. And where, of course, we want to have we want drama. We want a soap opera, a male soap opera here told in months. And and you will you see when things unravel like they're there. This is like a real thing. There are friends that they claim to be your friends. But once they see that you want to have what they have, they don't want you to have what they have. So they will do everything in their power to keep you down. And I think that's what Carmelo is doing. Yeah, like kind of like backhandedly trying to do that. And and Trick, little by little, is noticing that he needs to speak for himself without being disrespectful because he was not being disrespectful. That's the other thing. Because in other, in other things, the fools be disrespectful and they like say some hurtful things to each other. And at the end, when it's time for them to break up this tag team, it gets nasty. But I think um, in this one, if it is how I feel is going to be, that's what I tell you. I think Ilya will come and say, okay, you guys, you uh, trick. I know you want to have this match, but I know Carmelo has been like, it's been on my ear too. And he went to management and, and talked to them. Uh, how about you guys have this match for the, you know, the, to see who's going to be the, the contender. And that will be like, again, like Carmelo is getting his way because he's like the management favorite. And, uh, and that will be like trick. That will be the, like the last straw because he keeps doing things little by little that are like really deteriorating their friendship. Cause it doesn't matter how much like you love the person, if they are trying to get over you all the time, um, little by little, you're kind of like, hey, bro, like you either stop or we cannot talk and be friends. We're going to be enemies now. Hey, everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Getting to see you on Collision was very exciting. When you ran in, I was like, yeah! It's Thunder Rosa. Uh, she's back uh, after all of this time. Like, how did you feel getting back in there? Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. Wins, and that, that's our legacy. 
ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Uh, I feel excited, but I want to mention again to everybody that it was like, she's back. I would never left. I've been there. I've been there working every week on the Spanish commentating table, y'all. I've been there. I've been part of the action. But if you don't speak, if you don't speak Spanish, you don't hear me talking. But I was there. I really never left. Uh, and I just want to show to the whole, whole world before I say how I feel that my action is going to speak louder than my words this time. And I'm there to like really make a huge difference and a huge impact. Volition um, is this Saturday here in San Antonio. Uh, the match was announced. It's a tag match. Abaddon and I versus the wannabe witches. The Julia Hart, our champion, TVS champion, and Sky Blue. And if you have guys haven't gotten tickets, you can go on Ticketmaster. And there is a, a code that you can use. It's 4PG. No, I'm sorry. 4PKAW. All lowercase. So you can get tickets for... Uh, really, really good deal. So it's tickets still available today. We're in Oklahoma City, and we are doing the Continental Tournament. You know, and it's just I don't know. I'm I'm 
finally, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I'm going back in the ring because when Collision first started, I was, you know, I was in all the promotional stuff. I was in, in Chicago. I was in the middle of the, of this awesome Titron. And I was like, wow, but I can't wrestle yet. But now that I'm not in no promotional stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show you why I was in the middle of the promotional stuff in Collision. So uh, I have a big help because I'm going to be a huge part of Collision. And like I said, all the ladies are had been extra amazing in Collision. Like we had two segments, two women's segments on Saturday, and people really took it really well. They, they, they want to see more of the women's division. Yeah, that was definitely surprising. And I think it was ha it was cool to see so many women on the show because you don't normally get that. So it did feel like a big deal. Uh, but Thunder, here's my question to you is, you know, you have been there each and every single week. Like you said, you haven't left. You've been doing commentary. But when you are on the sidelines and obviously your job is a professional wrestler, how did you feel sort of being an outs almost being like an outsider looking in just waiting for your turn and what was that time period like for you not really knowing when exactly you were going to come back like physical date and time and location you know you know that's the reason why i focus a lot on other endeavors that were not necessarily professional wrestling because i still have a huge uh, void of like this creative void that i have to like put in something. So singing was one of the things, uh, public speaking, speaking to other athletes. That, that's one of the things that helped me a lot. It was to tell my story to other athletes. I went to UC Berkeley recently and I spoke to athletes that were injured and we talk about our, like our feelings, feeling like inadequate, feeling uh, the fear of not being as good as when we, when we left, uh, like, rushing uh, rehab and all that stuff. It was really cool that I was able to talk to younger uh, generation of athletes, men and females about my story and how is that I uh, I was able to find support when I was feeling down in those moments. And that's so important as, as athletes and for our recovery, our mental recovery too, because it's not only physical, it's mental too. So it was that and like speaking to other students in Mexico in different universities, like, and speaking engagements really helped me to um, to rehab in many different ways and to like really this, you know, like this healing process that comes from the inside to, to the outside. And um, that's why I wasn't like when I see my peers, like different title changes and different storylines and everything. I was like, it's not my time. It's not my moment. You know, and, and I have to like really come to it in, in, in understanding that if it's, if it's, si no es en tu tiempo, no te afecta, right? If it's not on your time, it's not going to affect you. And you can only give so much. And that's why we decided, my team and I, we decided that it will be best for me to sit on the commentary table because there is a lot more for me to offer than just in ring and, and, and really develop that and really understand the storylines and really understand what was happening. So I was also paying attention to absolutely everyone in dynamite. And, and then when they switched me to coalition to see where the women's division was going and who's, who's the new starts, like, what are the things that they're doing? How, when in my time it comes, like, how am I going to be able to, uh, give to them and to, to like, how are we going to help to help each other in, in, in the storyline? So um, 
I wasn't like, oh my God, like why? I, I accepted that it was not my time and then my time will come at some point or another. And I had to learn patience. Uh, and, and I, and, and I did it some days was at the beginning was a little hard, but then later, once you start doing other stuff that are helping you with your healing, you're like, yeah, I can still empower women. I can still work on my personal endeavors and goals without having to be in the ring, which is, you know, my platform for a lot of the stuff. And I think that was the best and the most healthy perspective that I can take when I was doing this. Do you think because you were on such a high when you won the AEW Women's World Championship and then, you know, having to be out due to injury, do you think this was the toughest challenge of your career? Yes. Yes, I think so. Because there was a lot of stuff that was happening, not only with, you know, it was professional and personal. So everything just got together, but it is what it is. It's this is how life works. This is how the universe works. And you have to either take it and run with it or like you take it and then sink with it. And I didn't, I did not want to sink. I did not want to sink. And it was not easy. There was a lot of dark moments, but with the help of people that care for me, with the help of like therapists, psychiatrists, my physical therapist, I'm here. And Saturday is going to be the day. Get your tickets at awtick.com or Ticketmaster. Uh, use, use the code that I said, 4PKAEW. And, and also, like, the fact that I was able to share my journey on YouTube, which you can sign up. We're almost at 60,000 followers. And we're going to be uh, doing a lot more cool stuff in 2024. Um, it was very important because I was able to tell my story. And... um. And you should be paying attention because on my social medias, we were going to be dropping what happened to Dan Rosa because I mentioned it on Monday. I went through a point in where there was nothing but darkness. And I, I describe it as Dan Rosa died and she was in the, uh, in the Valley of Shadows for a long time. I could not find her. She was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> nowhere to be seen. And it was tough because that was my identity for a long time, for almost nine years. I became Thunder Rosa and it was like that separation. And, and I think it's happened to a lot of, uh, of, of athletes in professional wrestling. You become your character and that is a very dangerous game to play. And, um, but it was just like transformation of the character and the person. And that's why when you saw me in the ring, you saw me with no face paint on because it's a, she is a completely different person. So I hope you'll be watching collision on Saturday because I have a surprise for you. Wah, wah. And then <laughs> and then we also have the Continental Tournament, which has been pretty hot. Like pretty, pretty hot matches. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of blood, a lot of bruises, a lot of, you know, uh brawling, chops, dragon screws. I can tell you, it's just like every time I'm calling a match, it's like, yes, dragon screw is like the guys have been going absolutely nuts on this tournament. Every match has been pretty solid. And like you see the differences in in the styles. Like I, I know when Eddie comes, I know it's gonna be a slobber knocker. You know, it's it's gotta be a lot of people, a lot of people getting chopped, a lot of a lot of forearms. It's gotta be very hardcore. Uh with uh Claudio too. It's especially when he was it was Claudio and man, no, he wasn't buddy, but he wasn't. 
Andrade. Andrade. Lord. Yes. Daniel Garcia, which I'm still mad. I'm still mad he has not won a match. That boy. Give that boy. Give that boy the opportunity to win. He is such a good wrestler. He keeps showing that he has heart. He keeps showing that he has what it takes. The technical abilities. The microphone abilities. Give Daniel Garcia a chance. I, I, I can tell you. every. I know every time that he's going to get in that ring, he's going to have a, a banger. And he did. And I saw him at the end of the match, and I was like, let me just give you a hug. Let me just embrace that you lost again. Let's let's do this. <laughs> Maybe you can dance for me, but he has not danced for me. I'm still sad about that. But that's another story for another day. But um, Brody King has been one of the, the guys that every time he has I get showed up, he, show, he shows off. He is so talented. He is so good. Um. Well, I, I watch mostly the ones on Collision because those are the ones that I've been calling for since the, the tournament started. But it's been it's been very refreshing to see some of these guys um, go after and Brian Danielson. And that's another one. Let's, let, let's every time he steps in the ring, I'm afraid of his life because he just came back from a, from a surgery on his orbital bone and the last match that I called, it was him and Eddie Kingston. And I swear I was like standing up every five seconds in certain, in certain moments in where like they were like, you know, throwing elbows at each other and like, oh, the punches or the slaps or like, oh my God. I was, I was, I was praying that he made a life. It was, it was rough. It was, it was rough, but um, I've been enjoying it. I don't know if you guys have been enjoying it just as much as I have. And um, but I'm just talking about the blue league, but if we're talking about the gold league, it, I mean, you, you have like pretty heavy players too in there. You definitely so. do. Uh, let's talk about this because you already mentioned a couple of names and I feel like, man. All right. And here's the thing. Uh, seeing the matches on collision and seeing the matches on dynamite, like they're both really great on both sides, the gold league, the blue league, you name it. But I feel like they've also been very different. Uh, I've even seen some people feel like their matches on collision have been a little bit stronger than the ones on dynamite. But I think that the ones on dynamite have also been really good. So it's like, okay, like whatever you think is fair game at this point. But over on the gold league, we have John Moxley right now leading with 12 points we have swerve strickland and jay white tied with nine points roosh at six points and then we have jay lethal and mark briscoe who have technically and mathematically been uh mathematically primarily been eliminated from this tournament uh in regards to the points and having zero but focusing first on the golds league though i want to get your thoughts on roosh because roosh has been a personal favor of mine in mm. this particular tournament because i've been loving the matches that he's had even just this um god even just this past i think it was last week when he had this match with jay lethal it wasn't even that long it was this quick match ended via submission uh god i don't even know if it went five minutes and honestly it was so weird because even though it was short I feel like we still got a lot out of that match, but like even just so like all of the other matches that he's had, the one with Mark Briscoe, like that was another one that I really enjoyed. The work that he did with Jay White, I really enjoyed too. I think he's really been somebody that you can't sleep on in this tournament. Uh, no, just in general, you can't sleep on a rush. Like I think um, from 
before he left, when he comes back, he really has a ship on his shoulder. And he really want to show why Los Ingobernables should not be someone to mess with. Um, Rush, a former ROA champion who showed up into ROH and showed them a very vicious style of fighting. Uh, really, he has a lot to show and he wants to like really get an opportunity, a good run and give them a good run for their money. And I think um, on this tournament, he's able by, you know, I, I think even just like drops of little violin stuff to show them that he is, he should be one of the big stars in AEW. Exactly. Uh, I feel that way too. Now we need to talk about Swerve Strickland because it has really been like that. This has been a really great year for him. And I think that 2024 is going to be an even better year for him. There's a lot of people who would love to see Swerve Strickland pick up the victory here. I want to take a second and talk about that match that he had with John Moxley at Winter is Coming because that was a great match, great main event, but a lot of people felt that it was the wrong person who won that match. But in a way, John Moxley literally had to pull the tights of Swerve Strickland just to be able to get that win. So almost you sort of feel like Swerve Strickland got screwed in this match and wasn't like a fair a fair game, even though both men had previously said that they were going to do whatever it takes to beat the other person. So just how have you felt about the, some of the performances that we've seen from Swerve on the continental side of things? Uh, before I say that, the only thing that my ADHD brain can think is, nah. The dance. I'm just dancing. You're talking about it. And I'm just, nah, nah. <laughs> Please dance. I'm like, um, dude, Shane Strickland. And he's, I'm not going to solely talk about his performance in, in, in the Continental Tournament. Just in general, like this last year has been the year, year of swerve, period. And now with this, yes, I was mad myself too, because swerve comes with like a bunch of steam from the last pay-per-view. And like people felt like he got, you know, that stolen from him in this last match. And yes, you're absolutely right. John Moxley barely was able to take the win, but still, I feel like people feel like they should. It should be like a like a straight line for Swerve, given the fact that he had a banger match at the Forum in LA, and that he's been having really good storyline and continuity with his storylines, and they feel like they he should and he should be the next major champion at AEW. That's something that I heard from so many different people. That he's yeah, the next one. I feel like when you got that conversation going and everybody's bringing it up, like you said, you got it while you got lightning, catch it in a bottle, move on, whatever the hell that saying is. I don't even know the saying, but, you know, really run with it. And I think that I have a feeling that AEW recognizes this and recognizes that they've got something right now at Swerve. And I won't be surprised if they do indeed run with that. Over on the Blue League, uh, you mentioned Brian Danielson. Obviously, the work that he's been doing has been phenomenal. You mentioned Eddie Kingston earlier, Daniel Garcia. Uh, it's been really great when you think of some of these like moments especially on the collision show i know you ran down a couple of them but like how have you felt that the collision side of the matches have compared to the dynamite side of matches that we've been seeing in the continental classic i'm just gonna say these guys are like pretty 
pretty intense. It's very, it's been, it's been very strong style, very classic, very technical, um, super strong storytelling on every match. That's what I've noticed. One thing, like on everything, like every single competitor in the blue league, it's been very, how you should have a match, right? Like the psychology of a match. That's why for me, it's so compelling when I see them wrestle. Cause I know, I know their styles. I know what they're going to bring to, I know what they're going to bring to the table. I know what spots they're going to pick. Like it's, for example, with Claudia, I had a conversation on the side, on the sidelines. We were doing a um, community work. And I was like, dude, how do you stay so strong? Like I saw him pick up Rody. I saw him pick up like Andrade, like nothing. It's just incredible. And I love the way that they're, they're putting their matches together because it makes sense. It makes sense. And, and, and I haven't seen from the Blue League anybody look weak, regardless on defeat. None of them have looked weak. Perfect example, and that's why I get so mad about Daniel Garcia. I personally love Daniel Garcia as a wrestler, and I've loved him for a long, long time. I think he's he's one of the best in AEW. And even I knew, you know, I knew that the, the fight was going to be really, really strong for him, and he probably was, like, against all odds. But I still had a, a hope that he was going to win some of these matches because he's that good, you know? But it's like, you have really heavy hitters on, on the Blue League. Andrade, Brian, Brody, Castagnoli, Eddie Kingston, who's a, a double champion. And, and he put his championship on the line because he says that he wants this tournament to mean something. So there's three championships on the line. So whoever wins this tournament is going to be a triple champion. Exactly. Well, a triple champion, you know, so. But here's yeah. the pro. You mentioned Daniel Garcia not having gotten any wins yet. But here's the pro, though, is that sometimes even in loss, you have some wins, right? And coming out of this, I don't think anyone is going like, oh, Daniel Garcia doesn't deserve to get a win, right? I feel like Daniel Garcia has shown that he can go. Uh, he showed it before, even the Continental Classic. But when you're seeing these series of matches back to back, obviously you start to show a little bit more. So I feel like Daniel Garcia uh, has sort of come out a winner in that end. Same thing with Mark Briscoe. That's personally how I felt because he's had some great matches. And I love like just the explanation of what he gave about, you know, how he's at zero. And hey, man, he hasn't like, you know, he's been wrestling as a singles wrestler. So I do love uh, the aspect of storytelling for that particular journey for Mark Briscoe. But it's been a really, really good tournament. I'm excited to see where we come down and where we're at by the time that this all ends. But I think that this has been a win for a lot of these guys and a really good opportunity for a lot of these guys to just showcase themselves um, a little bit more. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. 
You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.